0: Hello friends, welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host Shari Baluchi, success strategist and well-being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences, and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business, and your brain has hit a wall... I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode. Today we are going to be diving into a case study and in full transparency at the time of recording this I haven't decided what the title is going to be because there's a lot of different I think lessons and takeaways from this particular case study but the the thing that we're going to explore through this case study is going to be about what it looks like to... Heal your relationship with authority figures in a coaching container. Um, This concept that we sometimes hear in our online space called not outsource your power, right? Um, What it looks like to work with a coach and also kind of maintain your internal sovereignty and freedom and autonomy of choice. What it looks like to be the expert in your business while also being coachable and leaning in for support And also part of this dynamic that um, is going to come through in this case study is also what it looks like to break patterns of over-investing in business. Um, A quick note as we dive into this case study, because I I didn't mention it on the previous episodes, but I wanted to let y'all know that in the case study episodes, I'm specifically going to be alternating between different pronouns. So the pronouns are not indicative of the actual true client that I'm I'm kind of shining a light on in terms of bringing insights from their particular experience. Um, if you're new to my circle, I coach men, women, non-binary folks. So sometimes uh, a client may be of a different gender. and in order to preserve some of the anonymity in what I'm sharing in the case studies and keep it you know broad enough for a client not to be able to be super identified unless they choose to share their story publicly and or for it to be specific enough, for you all to get value out of the case study, right? Not keep it so broad. I am mixing up the pronouns. So you'll hear me um, go between like he, she, they. Just know that the pronouns are actually not necessarily meaningful for the actual client that I'm speaking about. And if you hear me kind of oscillate between multiple of them, I'm trying to keep one pronoun per case study, but sometimes you'll see me like oscillating between multiple of them. And so I just wanted to add a quick note so y'all knew what was going on there. So as we look at this particular case study that I'm going to dissect in today's episode, I'm actually going to be sharing excerpts from some of my coaching conversations with this client, because in order to really fully unpack the work that we did and give you an insight into my approach to supporting this client through it, I think it's really helpful for you to see the specifics. And I'm going to give the specifics from the lens of showing you an example, something that you can use as a model to see like, oh, what does this actually look like to play out in like the real world? Not necessarily as a template or a prescription for this is the most ideal way to do it. So I think that is obvious from my content. As I say, like, take what resonates Don't feel weird about choosing to drop the things that don't line up for you. But I I think it's just more helpful to have the very nitty gritty specifics than it is to have things that are so broad that you can't quite sink your teeth into them. So those two disclaimers (laughs) wanted to say up front, let's jump into this um, this particular case study. So with this client... This was a client that really valued coaching. They invested in their business pretty heavily from the beginning. And in fact, they they are a coach themselves. They've called themselves different things throughout the course of the business, but at at their heart, they are also a coach. So lots of love, devotion, and transformation experience through the coaching modality. Um, When this client... um, Started coaching with me, their business was feeling pretty tough. They had just started to make a pivot um, from their one-on-one coaching to group programs, and so they were coming out of a season of pretty rapid growth um, over the course of their first like year or two in business. Had scaled to six figures, were making consistent, um, you know, five-figure cash months, and. They had started to come into this dip period income-wise as they were transitioning into the group, and not to mention, were navigating some pretty tough personal life things too. And so this is kind of like the background context that's overlaying this coaching experience, right? And so the particular challenge that I'm going to break down in this case study is how this client really had a tendency to second guess their own decisions when they were working with a coach. And the fact that this client really prioritizes um, making decisions from their intuition and their own inner guidance, they really like to Um, follow their inspiration, their creativity, and not from necessarily a place of like, oh, I just got a creative download, let me switch entire gears in my business. But this client had really seen great results from really tapping into their own inner guidance and implementing that in their business. And so they were actually like, following a lot of really great strategy by aligning with their their kind of intuitive wisdom. And so we know that this was a really important value for this client and part of their work as well. But they also found that when they were working with a coach, which they enjoyed and got really great results from, they also found that it like brought up a lot of second guessing and kind of um, you know, shifted that feeling of like self-trust and rootedness that they felt when they were really operating from their their intuition. So some of the ways that this this challenge was showing up for my client in the container was they they had shared a couple of past experiences with people that supported them, coaches, mentors of various sorts. And so one of the things that this client had shared was that it kept feeling like their mentors were asking them, to do more in order to get what they want, so their mentors would um, point out things that the that this client wasn't doing enough of, or suggesting that they need to do more of something else in order to get the result. And what this was bringing up in my client was, they're not enoughness, right? And I say this because this is what my client named is like when so-and-so and and -and so-and-so shares these suggestions, it triggers my not-enoughness. So I'm not speaking for the client, but this is kind of how the client articulates this particular challenge point and how it showed up in his own mind, right? And so in response to some of the suggestions that I had given this client in our own coaching, we were talking through some launch strategy and some things that this client could do if she wanted to um, get, get some more enrollments, right? And And some different things that she could play with. And then she sent me this message. And I think this is kind of what helped catalyze us diving into this challenge. And I'll just read you this message because I think it's really helpful to see exactly how he described it. And this is what they said. Um, this was in response to some suggestions that I had offered that weren't feeling good. So see, I'm trying to justify it and that doesn't feel good for me. And now I'm questioning my entire process. This is why suggestions around actions are hard for me because it creates a lot of confusion for me to process. And sometimes it feels like you're wanting me to explore it with, which makes it even harder to say, no, I don't want that. I want to be able to show up powerfully enough to book clients off the strength of my marketing alone without having to create a sales funnel unless it's in deep alignment, and I know it's possible because that's how I've created my business. Sorry for the long messages. I'm just finding myself really second-guessing my decisions, and it's tough when you also want to listen to your coach. And so, one, I think it's really um, healing and helpful just to normalize that like there is absolutely nothing wrong with a client vocalizing um discontent, disagreement, um uh i don't want to say not so great experience, but like a friction point in working with you and coaching with you and in fact the coaching process can be very disruptive to our sense of comfort. Um and it's in many ways inherently designed to bring up your triggers, activation points, the things that are hard for you to move through, right? Um, And that said, the only way that coaching can really help shift those and help you get the transformation and the lessons and the goodness from that activation or trigger is if someone is skilled enough to hold you in that processing. Or if you're resourced enough to hold yourself, but like ideally you're hiring someone because they have the skill set, right? And where a lot of harm happens in the coaching industry is where people are not equipped and their ego starts to run the show, right? And so we start to get in defense mode. We start to get into blame, projection, um, blaming our our clients for not taking our suggestions, um, taking on all the responsibility for how our clients are feeling and almost taking too much personal responsibility and, you know, really shitting on ourselves. So I, I wanted to just share that note just to normalize, like this sometimes comes up in a long-term coaching container. And this person was some, someone that I knew before even being in a coaching relationship with them. Um, and so I just want to name that, like, it's okay for your client to struggle or, um, or even be like displeased with a suggestion you gave them. (laughs) Okay, so as I'm breaking this down, I want to start by sharing my response to this client because I think it'll be really helpful for you to get to hear kind of how I addressed it. And I think it will be unhelpful if I try and describe it without actually like reading it to you. So we're going to get a little um, nitty gritty here, but I'll, I'll come back and kind of share my... Thoughts and reflections after I read you the message I sent back to this client because I think it's helpful to hear kind of how I was processing receiving that feedback. And this was uh, an exchange with a client in Voxer. So I use Voxer, which is a messaging app for those of you who don't use it. Um, So my clients get support in between coaching sessions. So we have our, you know, um, coaching calls each month, and I offer three per month, and they're 60 minutes each. But in between those sessions, clients can message me via voice note or via text. Um, And we do like coaching in between sessions, we really work on things as they're implementing in their business real time. So this was a conversation exchange that we had in that in between period in between sessions. So I said, first of all, thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this with me. I'm hearing you on this, and it's helpful to know how it's feeling on your end. There are a couple of thoughts here that come up for me that might be helpful to share. And I'm also available if we need to set aside a few minutes for a separate call to discuss this. My intention is for you to get the kind of support that you need from the coaching container and having you communicate what's feeling good versus not is just so, so helpful on my end. What what immediately comes up for me here is that my experience in our sessions was that you seemed very clear on the mindset and energy side of what isn't working and how you wanted to shift it. And so my thought there was that the action strategy strategy piece was where there seemed to be less clarity and likely why we shifted focus. My perspective is that strategy and action is neutral. It's the mindset energy that's not. And that seems to parallel what you shared earlier with the personal outreach feeling good in one context and graspy not good in another. So I'm guessing that I had recommended this client do some personal outreach um, as part of their launch strategy. I was perceiving that it was helpful for you to talk through the strategy and action options so that when the energy and mindset caught up, you would be clear on what levers you could pull. So again, it's very helpful feedback to hear that this isn't working for you and feels a little more like going in reverse order and creating resistance. So that was in response to a voice note that preceded the message that this client sent to me. Um, I I just took an excerpt of what this client had said to me to sum it up for the purposes of the podcast. But this client was really saying that they were feeling some friction. Um, around like focusing so much on the action and strategy and that it was creating that friction around making them second guess what they were doing. And here's kind of how I followed up with that. I said, I also think that there is potentially a beautiful opportunity here for us to untangle some things around the coach and client relationship. I aspire for us to create a relationship where we're in true partnership and my suggestions and feedback are something you get to try on, like clothes at your favorite store and then let me know when they are fitting or if we need to try a different style. I rarely see things as right or wrong or best or not best with the strategy suggestions, but I wholly understand why it might feel pressurized or confusing for you to process them against what's coming up for you. So what I'd love to know is how would you like to be supported in sessions? What actually does lead to feeling better and feel helpful and supportive for you? Is it having space to unpack some of the mindset and verbally process? Is there feedback that you'd find helpful, etc. Lastly, I want to check in more globally and ask, does it feel good to play with this dynamic together and tweak the approach? Or are you more feeling long-term out of alignment with coaching altogether? So the reason that I put all of this out there is one, I really think it's important I talk about this so much, but I think it's so important to check your own ego and really be able to solve the right problem, right? So of course, like getting this this message out of the blue somewhat from a client where I thought the session went well, but I'm finding out that they're really like struggling and not feeling fully supported and feeling like it's actually creating more tension for them to be sharing this and then have to like vet my suggestions against their own. And it's creating all this internal tension, right? Like, that's not the funnest thing to hear from a client. But I think what's what's the most important is just remembering that, like, your client will have feelings based on what you do that may or may not be about you. (laughs) Right. And so, like, I show up pretty similarly for all of my clients, obviously, there's a unique dynamic. And depending on the relationship that we have in our personalities, it might manifest a little bit differently. Right. But for the most part, like the way that I'm going to coach clients is going to be pretty consistent. And so the way that I, you know, listen and provide reflection and feedback is pretty consistent. And because of that, I know that I can say one thing in one session to one client and it might be received one way and I can say something similar to another client and it might be received totally differently, right? And so the reason for that discrepancy is not necessarily because there's something wrong with how I did it, although that's possible, but it also can be there's something going on with how they are processing, internalizing, and adding context to what I've said that makes that thing feel good or bad. Right. And so I think it's so important to recognize that, like, just because something seems like it's the problem doesn't mean that is the problem. (laughs) Right. And so I always like to ask questions so we can just be super clear about what is actually going on here before we start trying to to solve it. Right. It's like weeding through all the different symptoms and making sure that we're getting to that root so that you don't end up like creating triple work for yourself. And so really, my intention there was like, okay, client is feeling tension, they may or may not be feeling super safe in the container. Like, I just kind of had to assume, right, because this was a Voxer conversation, and I'm not fully privy to like, what they're emotionally feeling on the other side, other than the part that they've shared with me, that like, they might be feeling really, like, insecure, emotional um and and be feeling very vulnerable right with having shared this with me and so my immediate kind of reaction is like okay let me help ground their system by sharing my process and specifically why I approached it in the way that they did so we're working with the same set of data right and i was sharing kind of why i took a more strategy heavy approach in our coaching session um And kind of what my thought process is there, because that would bring us onto the same page so we can figure out like, is there something maybe that I missed? Or is there a signal that got crossed that potentially just shifting that could help us solve the right problem in the future moving forward, right? The other thing that I obviously noticed, and because I had that extra context of knowing how this client navigated relationships with other mentors and some of their past experiences, I knew that this client really did struggle with filtering an authority figure suggestions, right So I also just named that and said like hey, I see that this is probably related to that and I'm happy to help support you through that because what I know is that as the client, it's you can feel so vulnerable sharing with your coach you don't want to bother them. you don't want to be the difficult client. You worry that like you're too complicated or too much. And so part of me just naming that is saying like, hey, I know this is a difficult conversation, but I can hold this conversation. I can handle it and I'm willing to help you through it. But not in the sense of like, and i'm going to solve this for you or i think that you need to solve it with me right i think there's a very fine line between like extending an invitation and saying like this is a place where we can look at that if you need a space to look at that versus saying like i think what you need to do is look at that because that's what's going on like assuming and projecting that that's the problem and then the other thing that i think is really helpful here is that i like to just like ask people what they need i think so So much good comes out of just like being explicit and asking for what you need. Sometimes as as people who are very service oriented, it can be very difficult for someone to name exactly what they need or they might not even have clarity. But sometimes even asking the question helps force and channel some clarity about what, what they want, right? So in this case, this client, maybe he realized What he didn't want, but he didn't actually know what he wanted. And so me asking like, hey, how would you like to be supported can be really helpful in just like me getting on the same page with what he needs in order to get what he ultimately has hired and is paying me for from this coaching relationship, right? Um, And so, and then third, I'll just kind of quickly share kind of why I decided to ask if they were feeling like willing to work through this in coaching, or if they were really like, feeling really activated, almost unsafe in the container and really just wanted like out of the relationship. And I asked that, because I think it's important to know the difference between this is not a fit, and I am feeling uncomfortable, right. And most of the time, I would say I have a good sense of which one might be coming up. But I think it's so important to give our clients some of the agency and choice there. And that doesn't mean that you have to like cancel your contract and not require someone to pay and all of those things, right? But I think getting clear on what you want is the first step to making anything good happen, right? If you don't know what you want, you don't know how to like talk through solutions. So I presented that so that I know like... I'm not forcing my client into unpacking something that doesn't feel safe to unpack with me, right? Um, And so for me, that was a really important question to be like, okay, are we talking about how to hold you in this process of navigating, you know, filtering decisions from a mentor or coach and how to like do that for yourself as you implement strategies in your own business? Or are we talking more about like, You're you're vocalizing a real need to be supported in a particular way that you don't feel like you can get through this dynamic because of my philosophy, because of how I tend to approach things, and you actually are asking to leave the relationship. And so for me, that was really important, you know, everybody's going to have to feel Feel that out specifically in their situation. Um, but I think it, it was really important for me to know which conversation are we actually having here, particularly because it wasn't a real-time call or conversation where I could read somebody's like, you know, body language and facial cues and all of those things. So what was really cool is that this really opened up the space for us to figure out what the hell was going on. So this client, I'm going to summarize some of what this client shared in response. And what they did is they like, you know, just spent a little bit of time in reflection and they realized like three key things. And this is what they shared with me. They're like, I have a really hard time saying no. I have a hard time believing or trusting what feels in alignment with me when I'm working with a business coach and strategies and suggestions are all neutral. And so... They really named that they thought that this was a good opportunity for them to practice having their own back and navigating suggestions from their coaches and someone else's thoughts and suggestions. And so, um, and they also started to unpack like, oh, I think what happened is I thought I wanted strategy. But when I actually like had time to process, what I realized is that wasn't what I needed. And I came thinking I wanted strategy and that actually shifted in the process. And so it also gave them that clarity to name like, oh, what actually happened here is that my needs changed and I didn't express a change or even realize it was changing. And that's kind of what led to feeling disappointed about where we focused in the session. And so um that's kind of what this client reflected. And, you know, there was still some uncertainty on like, I don't know if this is something that we work through more here or if this is something that, you know, is specific to the coaching. But like, that was something that, you know, we opened up and kind of had an ongoing uh, conversation around and we're really able to like, see what was at play there. You know, I think I'm trying to see where in... Oh, yeah. Okay. This is what they said specifically around that. I've been thinking a lot about, I've been thinking a lot about a business coach and if that's something I truly want, or do I just want so- support around helping me show up as my most powerful self? And so I think that that was so fair. And, you know, that's something that this client had space to name because of the way that we were holding this conversation. Right. And so, I wanted to share that conversation because I think it's really helpful context as I'm breaking down the approach we actually took in order to kind of shift some of this client's relationship to suggestions, feedback, authority figures, that not enoughness, like all these different layers of what it means to be the CEO of your business, but also to be a human needing support and help and coaching. (laughs) And I think that's a really delicate balance to do, especially if you really trust or admire your coach or mentor, like, of course, you want to take their suggestions and take heed. And there's an element of you that can sometimes be like, well, I'm not where I want to be. So I need to take the advice of someone who's been there. But of course, we all know that that's not a recipe for success, right? Because everyone has different needs, journeys, capacities, desires. And so you should always be kind of the the core guide of your coaching relationship, right? It should be your desires and your truth that we're filtering all these suggestions through. But sometimes in real time it can be really hard to 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 separate those two. And so I wanna break down a little bit kind of how we tackled this beyond this initial conversation where it came up throughout the coaching container so that you can kind of see how we worked through this. So I shared that this client um, said that they have a hard time saying no. And so one of the things that we kind of did to start repatterning that was like, okay, can we come up with a stepping stone phrase that honors your boundaries but doesn't feel so charged and doesn't... Okay, can we come up with a phrase that can serve as a stepping stone between having to say no but that also honors your boundaries and doesn't feel so charged, right? So... Instead of just like outright saying no to your coach when they give you a suggestion, right? What if we just give you that extra breathing room to process a suggestion, right? Because what happens is that if our brain is in kind of a, a stress response, right? If we're feeling activated, triggered, our brain starts to go into those safety mechanisms, a stress response, Right? the fight, flight, freeze, fawn response. And this client seemed to really struggle with a fawn response. And so a great way to interrupt that pattern is just to slow down the urgency and give it more space, right? Because adding pressure to a brain that's experiencing pressure is going to result in poor decision making, right? And so part of what you can do is slow down that process, give yourself a little bit more space, let yourself get grounded so that you can really filter that um, more slowly. And so you could say, I'm not sure if that feels good yet. Can I process that more? Or I'm not getting a clear yes. Or, you know, there's so many ways that we can play with um, setting that boundary with someone outside of us. So it doesn't feel quite so intense to disappoint them or hold that boundary, but that also gives us that spaciousness. The other thing that we also played with um, in terms of, you know, looking at this was exploring, like, why does this client have a hard time believing and trusting what feels in alignment for them when they're working with a coach? Like, what, what would it look like to to be in a relationship with a coach where you also believed and trusted your own, your own wisdom. Like what would, what would that dynamic be in, in this client's ideal world, right? So that's something that we started to, to open, um, an inquiry into as well. And then as I mentioned before, also just like me explaining my perspective, um, in terms of how I was approaching things just to create a little bit more safety and trust in the process because this client had experienced a lot of different types of coaching. And I think what can happen is when we're used to other people making really firm suggestions, it can feel like it takes away our choice, right? It can feel like they're, they're opinionated and if we want to please them or you know avoid conflict, we need to heed their suggestion. And what I just did to kind of create some safety for my client because everyone approaches giving suggestions differently was just to explain how I think about it and just be really explicit about that. So, you know, in terms of me, right, I share that I sometimes think it's really helpful to take an action-first approach and let that illuminate what mindset work or resistance edges barriers are coming up by taking the action first approach, right? Sometimes it's really hard to know, like to sit and like anticipate in advance all the challenges that are going to come up as you're trying to reach your goal. So sometimes it's really helpful to be like, these are the steps we might want to take to get to the goal. And as you're implementing the step, then the emotional stuff comes up and we can look at it and we can absolutely tweak the strategy. So it's not locked in from my perspective. It's more like it's the quickest path to getting the data we need to figure out what's in your way, right? And that's how I approach it. And so I think just naming that was really helpful for my client to see like, my suggestions and strategies aren't something that i'm benchmarking you against right and this client did have an experience with some past coaches where they were like well you didn't take my suggestions or i noticed that you're not doing xyz and almost turn that into i don't want to say a weapon but like evidence for why they weren't getting the result and i think it it can be helpful to then hear okay like in this container that's actually not what's going on what i'm doing is helping you Basically, somewhat arbitrarily get to the decision that is fastest, simplest, and gives us the most data so we can solve the problem instead of sitting there spending tons of time exploring like, what could be happening here? What could come up for you along the way, right? Like if that clarity is not looking us in the face, sometimes the quickest path is just to do the damn thing and then see what emerges. And so I think that was really helpful for my client to hear because it really neutralized her own inner like warrior and armor that was coming out against the suggestions that was like, "Ooh, this is what I don't love about that suggestion. It was like, oh the suggestion is actually kind of something that we're playing with. It's something that we try and we can take on or take off. Like it's not something that I'm locked into that's going to be weaponized against me, that's going to be used against me as evidence, right? Like there's a lot more safety created in that. And so that's kind of another thing that I think can be helpful, especially when you're working with You know, clients who have worked with other coaches is to just name your actual thought process so they can trust the process more. I think when we're in our ego or feeling really defensive, it's easy to feel like, well, the client is just not listening or heeding your advice. But what's often happening is not that people don't want to take your advice. It's just that there's so many competing voices and people are, are sometimes immobilized by all those different opinions. And so sometimes just like fully explaining your perspective is all that someone needs to really relax into the process and kind of dissolve some of that like resistance that can come up from feeling like someone's pushing or forcing their their perspective on you. Um, And then the other thing that, this conversation really opened up and the way that we shifted some of this dynamic. And this is the funny thing about coaching. And, you know, if, if you're around a lot of coaches, you know we say, like, the clients did all the damn work. Like, I am really just holding the space and asking the questions. The client is the one doing all the damn work. But it's so rare that we actually had the opportunity to have the space to ask those questions, and it's damn hard to do it ourselves, right? And so that's why coaching is so powerful, but I also want to illustrate through this case study, like, what that actually looks like, because I wasn't like, and here's how you renegotiate your relationship to authority figures, and here are the three journal prompts you need to do each day, and this is how, you know, sit here while I, like, reprogram your brain, right? Mm -hmm. It was really about like, okay, what's actually going on here? And this client like came back into our, um, Voxer and was like, it's amazing. Here is kind of what I uncovered. I, you know, this client is very much well-versed in personal development, was very like open and receptive to their personal growth, right? That's literally why they signed up to do one-on-one coaching, um, But I think it's so interesting to see how something so small and so simple can really open up this massive um, opportunity to get to the heart of what's really going on. And so this client like popped back in and was like, what's actually amazing is that I even feel comfortable enough to bring this up here, which is like so good and new for me because it means that I feel safe, right? And what they actually realized was that like, there are these parts of them and a pattern within them that feels um, feels a little bit of a trauma response when being forced into a suggestion, right? And so um, one of the things that they shared was just like some childhood dynamics about being forced to do some things and how it really... Wounded them, and so now feeling like when someone else is coming and their brain's kind of perceiving that as the same kind of dynamic of being forced to do something a certain way that really they didn't have a choice in being able to say no, right? It really forces them back into that same response. And so, there, this client really summarized it beautifully again. I didn't do a damn thing, this client did their own self-reflection, and then brought it to our container. And they were like, I can see now that anytime I feel like I'm being seemingly strongly suggested something or forced, especially by an authority figure, it sends me into a strong reaction and defense, almost like a fierce protection of myself. And like, oh, of course. Of course, then a suggestion feels activating. Of course, then you're feeling this tension between self and the external opinion, right? Right. And so, this is kind of the um, the response that I had to that, and I think that is really helpful if you're a coach to really um, think about when someone's bringing you like this insight through self-coaching. I think sometimes, again, if you if you aren't really rooted in your expertise as a coach and your role as a coach, it can be really easy to feel like, oh well, my client arrived to that themselves, like they don't need me. Amazing, I'm just going to celebrate. But what I really saw as my role there is like helping them tease apart their needs based on those insights and how we could use this as like a template or filter moving forward so that next time this, you know, automatic response comes up for them, we have a filter to use because they did all this reflection and can pull out and be like, okay, this is how I want to move through that. And so I said, so I'm hearing a couple things that feel relevant here. First, I think, is a core need to feel supported by your coaches or mentors around your vision. And second is a worry or fear of not being accepted as you are in the form of wanting people to believe and understand you and desire for self-protection. And this was in relation to something that they had unpacked that I didn't read right before what I did read. And I was like, you know, there might be a couple of different solutions here, right? One is where... You know, you get to practice discernment when selecting coaches and mentors and expressing your needs or desires for support in a way that feels good and nurturing for you. Maybe allowing some space to process and heal the fact that there were times where you weren't held in the way that you desired or where you didn't allow yourself to express your needs, right? Because Sometimes it's so easy to when you have these realizations of your patterns to feel frustrated or mad or upset with yourself for letting people like overpower you when we're in a fond response, it's pretty common is like, we start to go into self-blame because we fond, even if we didn't need to, but like that's also not productive or really true of the situation, right? It's not that you are at blame. It's really that like you were in a pattern and the work here is not in like, being mad at you for having this pattern. There's a source, there's a reason for the pattern. The question is like, how do we interrupt that pattern and create a new one, right? And so that's where I said, you know, the other part of the work is around learning to handle someone's disbelief or lack of acceptance for you or your path, you know, or your decision in business without making yourself wrong for choosing it anyway, right? And so that is the thing, that is the work to be able to let yourself not take someone's suggestion and not make yourself wrong for that, right? Because that's essentially what she was doing was she was like, the suggestion doesn't work for me, but I don't feel comfortable saying no, but I'm not going to do it because it doesn't feel good. (laughs) But I'm going to like really carry all this guilt and tension because I'm not doing what they said, right? And so those are some of the... The lines of inquiry and obviously, you know, this wasn't something that like we fixed after one conversation. It was something that we practiced over the course of multiple coaching containers um, and continued to explore. But these were the filters that we started using in all the scenarios. And like anything, the more you practice these boundaries, the easier it gets to hold, right? Then there's a suggestion. You tell me how you feel about it. We go back and forth. You learn that it's safe. Your brain's like, okay, we can hold that boundary again because we didn't die. And then we <laughs> we start to you know create that new pattern and new evidence. And so from a client perspective or as you're looking at your business and kind of wanting to pull out like okay what what if i'm noticing like i have a pattern of really deferring to authority figures or not honoring my own intuition or really struggling with this dynamic of taking my coach's suggestions without like feeling all this tension or feeling like i need to overinvest in my business in order to keep growing like how can you navigate that i think what this client illustrated so well was one being super coachable Right, this client like brought all of those feelings to me, and of course, I want to give myself some credit for creating the space that allowed her to do that. But at the same time, like, it requires a lot of vulnerability and um, willingness to be coachable, and and that's not something that everyone is willing to do. And that's why this client was able to get the result is because they they brought it right? They could have never said a damn thing. I'd be in my own world not knowing that they were having this internal turmoil and that and just wouldn't get solved. And so I think the fact that this client came coachable, brought it to the container, and ultimately took the initiative and personal responsibility for, for wanting to work through that was like everything, right? The other thing that I think was really helpful and that you can use within your own support containers or you can look for support is really learning how to differentiate between when to solve which problem in business, right? So one of the things that we also looked at with this client was really being aware of the difference between when their nervous system was dysregulated and how to nurture that versus like leaning into fears and, um, you know, pressing an edge, right? And with with suggestions and coaching, that's really the difference we're talking about here. Like one is like you're feeling activated and triggered by the suggestion. And one is like the suggestion itself. Is there a fear there? Is there a misalignment? Like what's going on? But it's hard to solve that if you don't actually know which mechanism is at play. Is it the dysregulation and stress response? Is it even a trauma response, right? But not feeling like that that you have to solve a stress response with a strategy tweak, right? You might just be activated because your brain's perceiving that as an unsafe interaction. It's going into its stress response and it feels threatened. The solve there is how do we bring down that nervous system response? How do we manage that stress? How do we establish some more emotional regulation and safety in the body so that we can then look at that, that suggestion neutrally and see if there's a fear there or see if it's misaligned or see, you know, what we actually want to do with it. But just having that ability to discern the difference there was so key instead of being like, oh, well, this strategy must be misaligned for you. That must be the tension you're feeling. So let's change the strategy. It was like, it wasn't even about the strategy. It was about the dynamic of having a strategy suggested to them, (laughs) right? And so I think that's also really important. And, you know, something I talk about all the time is like really being able to look at the problem that's coming up And be able to get to the root of what's actually going on so you can solve the right problem now in terms of what this this whole repatterning shifted for this client was wild like so so truly wild um this client reached a point where they were like coming to sessions and they were like it feels really good right now like I don't feel like I need anything right now. And this was huge for this client who, again, like had invested in coaching and support all the time, felt a lot of like desperation energy around like needing to fix the problems, needing to fully use the support, right? I didn't get a chance to fully dive into this, but another thing that came up for this client too was like feeling like in order to keep growing, they needed to invest more and more. And part of that was related to that dynamic of authority right where some coaches and mentors were really bought into the model of you spend more to make more and that's just not a philosophy that i hold um, i do think that there is a value in investing but i don't think the the amount of your investment necessarily has a direct correlation to the amount of income you're trying to create so i don't think like you need to invest 10k to make 100k and then all of a sudden you need to start investing like 50k in order to hit 200k, particularly when it comes to coaching. Like, I don't think you need to switch coaches from a coach that charges 5k to now 10k and then invest in 50k mastermind and 100k. Like, I think that is a rabbit hole and a roller coaster of our space that is just not helpful or true or serving. Um, But that's rant for another day. But this is part of what we unlearned. And when this client was able to start trusting their own sovereignty and their own perspective and hold that alongside a coach or authority figure, right, that's where the magic started to happen. And it was like the energy really shifted to this client being able to take up space in the container and actually get the support they need without feeling guilty, right, without having all that emotional labor and that mental load of having to sift through every suggestion with all that intensity, right? This client really was able to lean into more vulnerable things and um, really bring more and more because they knew that this was a space where they could be held in that, where it was a space where they were allowed to disagree with me, where they were allowed to have a perspective that didn't fit, but that I was going to be their advocate and work with them to find something that did fit, right? Um, This client also stopped um, feeling so dependent on spending money to make money. And I think this was a big pattern interrupt that allowed them to have their own back in in a much deeper way particularly as they were navigating an income dip with this pivot in their offers right can you imagine like your income's going down but you believe that you need to invest more to make more but you don't have the money to invest that's how a lot of people get themselves into a shit ton of debt and end up burning burning themselves out because it takes so much to sustain and keep growing their business versus really standing in your own, um, truth and trusting yourself to be able to sift suggestions, even getting to the point where you're like, and I can be okay without a coach, right? It really helps shift your energy and how you show up from I'm getting support because I want it to, I need the support because I'm desperate for it, Right. And so this client was super coachable and really showed up for this work. Like, they really brought everything and leaned in in such a deep way. And they also knew that they would be okay without the support. And I think that was such a huge moment for this client. Because after our work together, we got to a point where they decided not to renew. And they were feeling complete with the coaching. And I think that was such a beautiful moment. Because in some ways, graduating and having that moment where you're like, you know what, I'm okay without the coaching can be really beautiful. And sometimes I think it could be beautiful to be like, I'm okay without the coaching, and I want it anyway. Right. But I knew for this particular client, that moment in time where they decided that they were happy taking a break, or, you know, stopping, you know, <laughs> it's only been a year. So, you know, people come back and, and client support ebbs and flows. But like, I think it was such a beautiful demonstration of the work that we did together that now this client felt safe enough and confident enough in their own ability to filter decisions and get support and their own authority that they could choose to reallocate their financial resources too if they desired, right? And it, when the, when they wanted to come back to coaching, they could do that from a much more regulated place. So as I wrap up, I want to leave y'all with a couple of takeaways as you kind of look into applying this in your own business, because I know we talked through a lot of nitty gritty, but I think redefining your relationship to authority figures and learning how to work with a coach without really like outsourcing big decisions in your business or overriding your own inner truth is so vital to really feeling confident as a business owner and trusting yourself to make the big decisions and hold it. And having a more like peaceful, regulated experience in your business is is just so important. And so um, I think as a client, a takeaway that I would, you know, invite you guys to consider here is like, where can you be discerning about choosing a support container where you can bring all of your shit to the table and really deal with it, right? How can you let yourself receive the support that you're actually paying for? And I think that's twofold, right? One is like the decision to allow and receive. And one is vetting to ensure you have a space where you can do that and be held in it. And so obviously you guys know, like my DMs are always open. I am so happy to support you if you're looking for that. Um, but also if you already have that and you know that the edge actually is just you leaning in and fully taking up space and using that, like, I think that's the part where you get to really stretch yourself and allow yourself to bring that to your container so you can actually deal with it and repattern it. Right. And I think as a coach, the takeaway here is it's not about having the perfect solution ready to solve your client's problems, right? Like I did not already have the solution when this client came to me with their concern. But I think what's so powerful in, in the coaching relationships I have is that, and and you could see that from our conversation, is it's about treating them as a true partner in the coaching process, right? And it's about me as the coach or you as the coach doing your own personal work around emotional regulation, right around like getting yourself supported and showing up, you know, in in a way where you can really come with your client's best interests at heart. So you can hold the space for them to explore what's being illuminated in the container. And I think that's the part where it's really simple, but it's not easy, right? And so the more we can include our clients in the coaching process, the more, Space we open up for them to rise into that transformation and get the results that they actually want to get from the experience. And so, the last thing that I kind of want to leave you with there is that there is a pretty big, significant difference between investing and receiving support from a place of like authentic desire and investing and receiving support in your business from a place of like need. And I think they're linked, right? Um, I, I am pretty vocal about how I don't think that we need to be hyper individual as humans. And I think our society does a lot to emphasize standing on your own and not being codependent and all of those things. And I think The middle path there is interdependency and community care and all of those things. But I think there's an energy of empowerment that comes from I'm investing and receiving support because I want this and and maybe for my well-being, I need it. But there's a different energy behind it versus when it's like I'm investing in support because I need this to succeed. There's a desperate energy, a dependent energy that will always leave you feeling like you're not enough. And that's the part where it gets really hard to create results and to see the success you ultimately want to see because of that dynamic with, with pedestalizing someone, with um, really holding someone else's wisdom and authority as more valid or more valuable than your own. Right. And that's why doing this work is so important. That's why the internal um, work around being able to trust yourself and your own expertise and your own wisdom and also open yourself up to receive suggestions, develop your um, your skills, your toolkit and allow yourself to have your needs met are so important. But it's a dance. And it's a really delicate balance that you have to weave, but it's something that I think will serve you so, so, so well in business because it really supports your well-being. It really helps you show up for those money-making activities without being burnt out or overly stressed. And so I hope this episode really served you guys today. If this episode really illuminated that you need that kind of level of deep one-on-one support in your life and in your business, I would love to support you. Please feel free to reach out. I will put a link in the show notes to book a discovery call with me, but this is truly what I love to do. It's what I'm excellent at. It is something that is so rewarding for me and the results that my clients create is 100% a co-creation. It's a co-creation of the skills that I bring to the table, the experience that I have over the past four years of doing this with dozens of clients. It's A result of them showing up to the container and having their needs met by someone who gets it, someone who can hold those hard conversations, who knows how to check their ego, who has the emotional intelligence to really be able to um, navigate coaching conversations and those tough decisions in business that happen behind the scenes, but that are really hard to make on your own and be neutral about without having a place where you can go and get really excellent perspective and show up as the leader in your own business. So I will drop the link in the show notes for you guys to book a call if you'd like to discuss more about working together one-on-one inside my whole ass human success coaching program. And until then, I will see y'all next week. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Belucci, and I will see you all next time.